Christian. Jim, how are you? Good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. I'm doing well. Doing well. Excellent. Uh, this is Jim English. Welcome to my podcast called The Who Gives a Shit Files. And we have our Padres consultant today, all things Padres, Fletcher Christian Gange, who we love and... He's got some splaining to do <laughs> because last time we were on the last time we were on podcast, it was, I mean, the, the, they were rolling. The Padres were rolling. I shouldn't say they were rolling. We were rolling because I am a Padres fan now. So uh, they went on a bad skid and they kind of pulled out of it a little bit, but what happened and what are they doing to correct it? Yeah, so <laughs> it's definitely gotten a lot worse I mean, instantly after uh, our conversation. Um, but, you know, it's all right. Um, couple, had some bad losses. I mean, we played a four-game series against the Dodgers, and luckily we avoided the four-game sweep by winning the last game, but lost three or four. Kind of got beat up by the Mariners shortly after that and just haven't really looked too great. Um, we split, split the four-game series with the Giants uh, last weekend. And um, actually, we're one and one so far against the Rockies in a four-game series. So, kind of, you know, it's kind of a mid-season lull is how I look at it. The hitting's definitely struggling worse than it has been. Um, to me, Manny Machado is still doing well, but he's not playing at that MVP level that he was early in the year. And the rest of the guys haven't exactly picked it up. So, it's a big struggle there. And, you know, I, I, we've relied too much on the pitching. And at times, the pitchers have given up runs. It had thrown that bad pitch to give up the three-run home run and then scores four to one. And our offense hasn't shown they're capable of coming back from really any kind of deficit. So it hasn't looked great. Um, just about everything's strong. Using the bullpens. And the bullpens blown some leads. But as you said, I, I feel like it's a different conversation today than it would have been maybe five, six days ago, where things are starting to get, you know, rectified and the confidence is still there. But, you know, we, we got we got to pick it up. We got to pick it up. It's, I think the uh, the collapse that we suffered last year has myself, should be you, every other Padres fan, worried that a bad stretch might be one that we don't turn back from because we didn't last year. But still confident in Bob Melvin to keep things going. And, and Jim, I think we're expecting good news from uh, Tatis today, too, and that uh, he should be back, hopefully, um, around August 1st. And that is as necessary as ever for this struggling offense. Yeah, I checked some stats, so this will make you feel yeah. a little comfortable. Please. So according to BaseballReference.com, they've got a 65% chance of making the playoffs. And okay. as we all know, anything can happen. Now, yeah. in a 162-game season, there are lulls and yeah. ebbs and flows. I mean, this is just – it's inevitable when you have a season this long and we're entering the dog days of summer. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, it is not due to significant injuries, right, that is causing this little mid-season slump. No, I mean, we've, we've got them. Um I think from the, in the mm -hmm. bullpen, so like Robert Suarez, he, he'd been doing very well for us. Um, he had a rough first outing um, an opening day, blew that game, but he was, I think it was like a 1.9 ERA if you eliminated that one game. And he was put on a 15-day IL. They said knee inflammation. Now he's on the 60-game IL. So it's like, that's a bummer. 
Um, Adrian Morahone was a reliever we got back. He was back on the injured list. But I think he'll get activated, honestly, as early as tonight from what I've been reading. Still waiting on Drew Pomeran, still waiting on Pierce Johnson. And then, um, yeah, just, you know, I think, uh, yeah, Stephen Wilson, that's the name I'm forgetting. He's been a great reliever. He's been out for the past few weeks. So, I mean, that's, that's I mean, five, six names right there. And, the, and our starting pitching is not going to be perfect. They've been so ridiculously good all year that you're going to, as you said, long season, going to expect some struggles. And while they've been good, they haven't been dominant. And that's hurt us. Um, but mainly I still am going to go with it, it's the hitting more than anything. I mean, I was at the Padres game on Saturday and you uh, Darvish pitched seven innings, only allowed one run. And we lost that game three to one um, because bullpen gets oh some runs and, and just, we didn't get a hit when you're at the game. I don't know. You're I was a little distracted. Didn't really realize, but I don't think we got a one base runner on with two outs in the ninth, but we, the, um, but we went the entire third through eighth inning without a base runner. It's like, Jesus. what are you going to, what are you going to do? It's like, you can't, <laughs> you need to hit better. Plus I think the the negative aspect is the, the Dodgers who they had a lull, I'd say about a month or so ago where they were struggling a bit. They've, they've been on a tear. So we're seven and a half back from them. Still in a decent spot for a wild card, but the combination of the Dodgers doing well has made our struggles, you know, definitely look a little worse than, than they may be. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. It's, you know, if and, you know, you and I discussed this and that this is what's unique about baseball is the fact that, you know, any team can get hot and any player can get hot during the playoffs and carry you if you got the arms and the Padres have the arms. I mean, let's face it, you know, and you got Bob Melvin at the – at the helm here and he's not going to bring anybody back because he's worried about his job. No, so no, exactly. Assess Melvin. How's he doing with the clubhouse with rotating the arms, the pitching, how's he handling the hitting? I mean, how, you know, give him a mid season pre all-star grade and why please. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to give him, I'll go with a, a B plus for Bob Melvin. And I mean, that, that might be even unfair because I think he has done a very good job. I don't put any of the blame on him. I think our pitching has been very solid. He's used guys in the right times. I mean, he's, you know, he's given basically the roster. So if guys aren't hitting, that's not on him. Um, I, but I do think he's done a good job of giving guys long leashes who deserve it and mixing it up when things need to make, be mixed up. So I'm very pleased with Bob Melvin. We, we had a rough loss last night where we lost by two runs, where Trent Grisham dropped a fly ball in center, and then we had two in the eighth inning. Two guys got thrown out on the base pass, which can't happen, and Melvin took the blame for the game, which I enjoyed. I think as a manager, it's like, I know that wasn't his fault. He's not the one who dropped the ball or decided to, you know, try and steal third with two outs and all that. Like, I think that's on the guys, but – you know, I think Melvin's done a good job. His interviews, I think a lot of people have noticed that in the Padres world, where Jace Tangler last year, every post-game interview, he would just say the same damn thing. Oh, we battled. We'll get him next time. Like, no. Like, mix it up. Tell us what's wrong. And Melvin's <laughs> like, like, shut up. You've lost 20 in a row. But Melvin, he's good about it. And he's like – and he honestly 
says a lot what you say, Jim. It's like it's a long season. There's going to be lulls. It's all about staying composed, you know, staying with it, being all right. And I think he's – I think that message does resonate. Um, what a lot of people do like is Eric Hosmer um, hasn't been doing great recently. Not a good – but, I mean, he's an established multi-time all-star, World Series champ, all that. I've noticed that Melvin has started replacing him defensively just about every game he starts. So on the seventh, eighth inning, they'll move Cronenworth to first and him and Abrams in the, in the middle infield, depending on who didn't start and take Hosmer out. I don't think a Jace Tingler could have done without issues, but a Bob Melvin is respected enough. So well, yeah, it's going to be plus just because I don't know, we're seven and a half back from the Dodgers. So you don't deserve an A if you're seven and a half back from the Dodgers, but, oh, but I, I feel okay. Jim, if you told me, and I think we said this, I'd love to, first interview or our first podcast this year and if you said Tatis will be out of the lineup and will not have seen a game it's gonna be July 13th and you're 11 games over 500 two and a half games above for a wild card spot would you take that I would take that in a heartbeat I expect it to be 500 right now so that, that's that's the positive in me or the optimist in me just being like it's all right you know <laughs> well I mean you got a situation you're right he can't you know, he can't control somebody dropping a yeah. fly ball. What would you say in the eighth inning? So I think that was in the seventh inning. But when we were on, in the field in the eighth inning, like Luke Boyd tried to tag from second on a fly ball to get to third with nobody out. And then a kid we just called up who we, we'll get, we should get into, Estuary Ruiz, tried to steal third. Outs made the last out of third, and I mean we all know Cardinals saying you don't make the first or third out at third base, and we did both in one inning, and I don't think that's on <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> like that's actually impressive. No. I, I wonder how many times in baseball history that's actually happened, but we did it. So yeah, yeah. that would be an interesting baseball trivia question yeah. because there's no doubt about it. If you're if you're so there is so there's a fly out. And the guy tries to tag up from third base with with the, with the only the out that the guy caught, and he was thrown out, huh? Oh, yeah. So, I guess – okay, my bad, actually. I guess that'd be the second out. But, yeah, Luke Boy was on second base and tried to get to third. And, like, we're down two runs. And, like, I, I don't know. It's just it's just dumb baseball. It's You know, you're taking like, – there's a time to – and where the risk and the reward, it all, the reward outweighs the risk, and it just didn't there. It's like little things like that will lose you games. And, I mean, the team like the Giants last year, I think we talked about, they weren't – they did all the little things right, and that's why they won so many games where without the, you know, the same talent that the Padres or Dodgers had. But, yeah, if we're going to do that, you're going to lose the teams you're better than. And we're – we are about six games up on the on the, uh, on the Giants. And now we are four and a half above the Giants. Okay. We have six more okay. wins than them and three less losses. It, it's so weird at this time of year because just the amount of games different for every team. I think I think we played like five more games than the Dodgers or something weird like that, or three more games. But yeah, I mean, because we are what fifty and thirty nine, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know that'll serve. You know, it's it's not. You know, the, it's like there's two baseball seasons, really. There's one up to the all-star game, and then there's one after the all-star break, you know? And it's nice to be foundering. If you're going to founder 
that's a really good time to do it because you can collect yourself, your thoughts, your strategies, take a deep breath and start anew after the All-Star game. And the All-Star game is what, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. So we got exciting, but yeah, All-Star game Tuesday. Who's Who made it from the Padres? I mean, Machado, obviously. Yeah, Machado made it. He's starting at third base, which I'm very thrilled about because he, des- he deserves that. Um, and Joe Musgrove made it as a pitcher. So he, he won't be starting, okay. but I hope he doesn't actually pitch in it just because we like to save his arm. But, yeah, he made it well-deserved for Joe Musgrove, the, the hometown kid, made it for his hometown team. Pretty cool. That's, that's excellent. And the good thing is in the All-Star game is, you know, they have a fair amount of pitchers, and if they do pitch, it's one or two innings. And oh, I'm yeah. assuming he, yeah. he he's not the starter, right? No, so they haven't named the starter yet, but it'll be Sandy Alcantara or Tony Gonsolin. So Alcantara is from the Marlins, Gonsolin's from the Dodgers. And it should be Alcantara, but if it's Gonsolin, I, I wouldn't be upset. He, he deserves that as well. Yeah, because you, what you do is you want your rival, who are the Dodgers, you want that guy starting – because yeah. sometimes they'll let the starting pitchers go two innings or so, and you know let let the Dodgers wear their wear their team out. Now, who else is competition for the wild card in the National League? Nationally, yeah. So the Braves are the number one wild card team right now. Um, they are ahead of us. They've been, they've won like, I don't know the exact number, but it's like 25 of 33 games or something, just been on a tear. So they might actually catch the Mets um, ahead of them. So the Braves and Mets, I constantly root for them to lose both, um, just for the potential wild card. Um, Then it's us, and then the Cardinals are right below us. So they're, um, I think they're two and a half below, below us, it looks like. So yeah, Cardinals are two and a half below us. But with them, I'd say it's also the Phillies and the Giants. So I think – so Milwaukee and St. Louis, one of those two will win the Central, and then the other one will, will be a wild card contender. Then the Mets or Braves will win the East, and then the, the other team from there plus the Phillies, and then it's the Giants. So those are kind of the teams to look out for. I, I you know, I put, put my entire life savings on the line that no other team, you know, sneaks in there, but – Luckily, I'm not going to do that because you never know it's baseball. But, yeah, those are the teams to look out for. Yeah, you don't, you never know who's going to collapse and who's going to get hot. But yeah. uh, it, it sounds like even though you were, you know, that our team was doing pretty poorly in, what, for like the last two or three weeks, right? Yeah. That they, yeah. That they, they may have turned the corner a little bit, huh? Yeah, a little bit, I think. I think the way to look at it is, you know, we've, we've come back to like to level. So we're not, you know, a hot team right now. We're not winning a ton, but we're winning games here and there. We're losing here and there, kind of staying around 500, like over the past week or so. And it's not exactly what you want, but as we keep saying, it's, it's a long season and, you know, 162 games. It's, it's crazy if you think about how many games that truly is. And, you know, I think the games early in the year, you might treat a little more, but, you got to expect this little summer, summer mid July lull, and then All Star breaks coming. I think at a perfect time for the Padres to get the pitchers a little more rest and just kind of reset the brain. And then we, once again, we have Fernando Tatis coming back, and that's that's gonna you know obviously 
get people fired up uh, within the clubhouse and the fan base. So I, I, I'm okay with where we're at. I, I, I unfortunately don't think the division is something we sh- that's going to happen. I think that'll be just extra. Would love it, but you know it's not expected anymore. But I do think a wild card berth is still very much um, you know something that that we that we'll have. And then from there, I mean the Braves and going into the beginning of August last year, the World Series champ, they were a 500 ball club just hovering around there and went on went, I got hot. So it's all about getting hot at the right time in, in baseball. It's not always the best team that wins it all. And I don't think we're the best team, but I do think we have what it takes to win it all. And that's all, that's all that matters. Well, and you know, you've got a couple of players that can carry you if they get hot. And totally. I'll bet Tatis is just chewing on nails to get back being the competitive soul that he is. Oh. Tell us, <laughs> so tell us what happens offensively and defensively when you have Tatis back in the lineup? Yeah, so Tatis, it's interesting because they haven't exactly said what they want to do, but our best offensive lineup has Tatis in the outfield, I think, because C.J. Abrams, has he's our young prospect, um, top prospect, and he's doing very well now. He should be in that lineup with uh, Ha-Sung Kim. They should be kind of alternating at shortstop or both playing, but – Tatis taking in maybe like a right field spot, uh, maybe a little left field, even center, does make the most sense for our offense because then you can take out maybe an underperforming Trent Grisham who just does not hit or hasn't been hitting this year out of the outfield. So, as I think, I mean, Tatis is a shortstop. He should be a shortstop. But I think the best team we could put out for this year has Tatis playing in the outfield. And it'll be interesting because they haven't really said what they want to do yet. I just know he's been getting reps at both shortstop and in the outfield. Do you think he would buy into that? I do. I mean, uh-huh. I, he's he's taking reps, and he, I mean, every quote he says, he says the right thing that he's here to do what do what the team needs, do what they want to do, uh, help the team win. I think I think he buys into it this year, but I think he goes into next year being like, all right, I'm the shortstop next year. Like this year, like he's kind of lost, you know, he, he has to kind of reprove his worth. I mean, he, he, he wouldn't have signed here for a 14 year deal to be an outfielder. He's going to play shortstop right. what, he, what he is, but on, I mean, you think about it, his perspective, he's just, you know, just, as you even said, it's just so. He'll play. So it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. He, he's. Yeah. I think we can so what do you think everything. It means to the yeah. team? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no so, that. so you'd yeah. have so reset the lineup with Tatis. He'd be in right field. Yeah, it depends. So the way I look at it, I think our best lineup has Cronenworth at first base. It has um, Abrams at second, Hassan Kim at short, Manny at third, and then I put a Profar Profar Ujia. I don't know if you saw that. He he left on a stretcher the other day, but he should be back soon. I got kind of took a knee to the head. But he should be back. So I'll take Profar out and left. And then I put Tatis in right. And then center, as I said, but this kid we just called up, a Stewie Ruiz, I love. And I would love him to be the center fielder uh, for, you know, if it's game seven World Series, that's my, like, best lineup, I think. And then, yeah, Tatis mm-hmm. in right. Because they've been pretty good from a fielding standpoint. Last time we talked, they were second in the Amer- in the National League in fielding. Do you have any sense of what they are right now? I think they've slipped a little bit. 
It definitely seems like we slipped. I did see a stat. I think we have like plus 21 runs saved by a defense. So I don't know how that's calculated, but my understanding is that essentially a run that would have happened that your defense, you know, saved by like making a, maybe an un, like a non-easy play, whatever that means. And that leads the MLB. So from that standpoint, it's been good. But then like, it hasn't been as good as it's been. I'd say we've kind of, you know, teetered off from a defensive standpoint. As I said, Trent Grisham, who won a gold glove in 2020, has been brutal out in center field and made a crucial error last night. So it might be recency bias that has me a little upset right now with our defense. But it's, yeah, it's not as good as it's been. But from an infield perspective, it's been very solid. So I'll focus that positives. All right. So Fletcher Christian Gaines, so tell me about reset now, the offense – and what Tatis means to it, what he means to Machado, because because he's oh, yeah. going to be the beneficiary huge of Tatis coming back. So talk about the offense and how they're going to set it up and what Tatis means coming coming back. Yeah, I mean, the thing, you can do a lot with it. It's You can have Tatis, you know, batting ahead of Manny, let's say. And then you have Manny will have a lot of chances, runners on base. It's always easier to hit with runners on base because the pitcher is distracted there. So it'd be huge for him. Or you can put a Tatis behind Manny and then it's protected. So Manny would see better pitches because you don't want to put Manny on in front of Tatis. And just adding those two together, I mean, I personally believe, and I think it's fair to say, they're two of the top, you know, seven hitters in baseball, top 10 hitters in baseball at least. I think I might even go a little higher. So you put those two next to each other in whatever order. It's just, I mean, imagine having to face those two in one inning. It's, it's scary. And then outside of just what it does for Machado, you got a guy like Jake Cronenworth who will do better. I mean, I think if you have a Cronenworth batting leadoff or, or even a Profar batting leadoff and then Cronenworth, then Manny, then Tatis, like those guys are going to see very good pitches and they're good capable hitters to get on base for, for our, as we call them, some, our big boppers and uh, Tatis and Manny who can, you know, drive them in. So it just, it just adds chaos. It adds a stress to a pitcher, just the lineup protection. It'll, it'll just be massive. And right now, Manny is the only guy, I believe, that is truly feared by the opposing pitchers. It's the only guy that I see coming up who gets me truly excited. I mean, we got guys who can step up and every now and then. But consistently, it's just been Manny. So you add in another guy who can do that, and it's, it's a game changer. Now, what about Kim? How is he hitting? Very well recently. And- yeah. Really? Because I know he's a defensive specialist almost. Yeah. And he's been hidden okay? Yeah. So he been he was moved up to the leadoff spot. Because Profar's been a leadoff guy. As I said, he's out with a concussion right now. So it's been Cam. And, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's getting multi-hit games. He's driving runs in, making things happen. Like I'm, I've been very pleased with Cam. And that's even why I said at the beginning of this, this discussion that maybe put that piece in the outfield because that's Hassan Kim playing into that spot. If Kim was struggling, then I don't think you put Tatis uh, in, uh, in the outfield. I think Tatis takes shortstop. But right now, Hassan is our best threat. And since he's been moved up to, with his injury in the past week, he's been very, very solid. I mean, he's not a guy who's going to But I feel confident he's going give, to give me a good at-bat, hit the ball hard, and hopefully uh, see what happens there. And he gets a lot of walks too, right? He works the he count does. late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a good baseball that player. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, having him, you know, like when you have uh, Machado and Tatis coming up, you know, you're he's going to see a lot more good pitches, especially because they don't want to walk somebody like that, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, you look at it, it's like you'll throw a fastball down the middle to Hassan Kim because you don't want to walk him to then have Manny and Tatis have a man on. So, but then again, if you have a guy like, if Kim's hitting well, he's not going to miss those fastballs down the middle. Then he's going to get hits. I mean, when I used to play baseball, I loved hitting in front of, you know, the superstar guys or the better guys because you get perfect pitches easy and you just get on and keep it moving. So Kim is the kind of guy where he's not going to miss those pitches. If you, if you try and, you know, groove one by him just to like make sure you don't walk him, he'll get hits. He'll get singles. He'll hit doubles. And then you have the guys who can hit the home runs behind him. And that's the hope. And yeah, I mean, the big issue with the offense too, even going into that is the home runs have been, you know, just scarce, very few have come. So we need some more home runs, I think as well, which is kind of something I struggle with, but a guy like Kim just getting on base in front of the guys who are supposed to do that has been helpful. Well, I think with Machado being the primary focal point of the offense, mm-hmm. they're not going to give him in. You know, let's put how many how many walks does Machado have? I'm curious. That's a good question. Here, I've got the page. I bet he's one of the lead leaguers and lead leaguers lead leaders in walks. <laughs> there you go. Let's look uh, walks. He's not in the top twenty-five. Surprising. Oh no. So Profar is actually ninth in the MLB in walks. That's a fun fact right there. I didn't know that. Really? Really? He he works really good at bats. That's why I like him in that leadoff spot. Okay, so yeah, Manny's that's... actually – Manny is 35. He's 23rd in the NL. He's actually fourth on the team. Um, Grisham and Cronenworth each have 38. And then Profar has 46. It's a little less than uh, so... you'd think. But I think, yeah, I mean, he, he wants to swing. Manny swings more often than not. Yeah, do you think he's feeling that he must swing and, you know, because of the fact that he's the only guy there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could not. Um, I do think, I mean, Manny's very, he's a very mature hitter and he knows what he's doing. So I don't see him chasing too much, but definitely more than I think he should where he's trying to force it. Um, so even that goes back to what you said, like what Tatis will do to other guys. I think Tatis will take away the pressure off Manny where I said he knows, like, I can take a walk. I can just get on base. I don't have to hit that home run every time because the guy behind me might be the one who does it that day. Kind of trade off who does it each day. Got it. Got it. So how did, how is the catcher working these pitchers? Give the catcher the grade because so much of the catch of the pitching is due to the catcher moving things around, yeah. calling the right games. How – and that's why catchers, I think, make good managers. Assess yep. how the catcher's doing. Yeah, I know so you got, have a couple. Yeah, so we got the two. Um, we got Austin Nola and Jorge Alfaro. So Austin Nola, I think he's known as the, the pitchers seem to love him, and they have to because the man can't hit. So if he's going to be around on this team, he's going to have to do it. He's been the one who catches Musgrove every game. Um, I know he does Musgrove, and I think I'm blanking. He is one of our other guys consistently. And he's been very good, calls a very good game, mixes it up, as you said. So, I mean, Musgrove's an all-star. So, you got, I'm going to give Noah's, at least from that standpoint, game management, I'll give him an A. 
Um, but my issue with Enola is he doesn't hit and guys steal on him like crazy. It's it's actually like the most obvious thing. If a decently fast guy gets on first and Nola's catching, they're going to run. And nine times out of ten, they're going to be safe, which is a problem. Um, but then, yeah, so that hasn't been good. But the pitchers have glowing things to say about him, which I do think says a lot. Um, obviously, they know more than anyone else because they're the ones you know going through it. So that's been good. I personally, though, believe I wish Alfaro uh, – Jorge Alfaro needs to be in the lineup every single day. If he's not catching, he's got to be DHing. He's been one of our most clutch hitters recently, and he does a good job behind the plate. I don't think he's – he's not as athletic or as a flexible kind of athleticism as Nola has, but he's a better guy throws people out. He's done a great job catching Mackenzie Gore, who I know he's caught every game, who's our rookie, um, and the man hits. So – it just, it just depends what you're looking for. If you have Nola back there, you're sacrificing hitting. If you have Alfaro there, you're going to sacrifice a little bit of defense. Personally, I think the uh, if you're a good pitcher, you can pitch to anybody. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give – like I said, I'll give Nola an A for what he's been doing because Musgrove's an all-star and Musgrove credits Nola a lot. So that's kind of all I need to hear um, to get him that grade. So what do you think they need to do – after the all-star break, where are the adjustments they have to be made? You know, what, yeah. you know, obviously the assimilation of Tatis is critical and paramount, but what other adjustments do they need to make after the all-star break? Well, honestly, after the all-star break, that's uh, trade trades begin. And I think we got to make a move. As I said, our team batting average is pretty decent. Um, and like we're getting hits, you know, more than you'd think, but our slugging percentage is like bottom few in the entire uh, national league, at least like very, 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 very bad. So we need to trade for a guy who can add some power because it's just the amount of innings we've had where runners are left on base is, is beyond frustrating. So we'll have at least two or three guys on every inning because guys aren't hitting home runs. They're doing singles and then we're not driving guys in. So I'd love to see us go out there and get and get a bat. And I think I'd be very surprised if we don't get somebody of note. Um, and there's kind of a few names I have in mind. If you want me to kind of get into those, of who I think yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, because that's that's a critical part. And the Padres do like to wheel and deal. Oh yeah, and they and they want to win now. I mean, they are hungry. We are hungry for a championship and. It's not like they're building for the future, although the future looks pretty good with Machado and Tatis. But they want something now, and they're willing to hire a gunslinger. Actually, that would be a pitcher, wouldn't it? But a uh, <laughs> you know some wild, free-swinging yeah. home run hitter. Who's on your radar screen, Fletcher? Yeah, yeah even that into that, it's like the starting pitching we have. You don't get starting pitching like this very often. And a lot of these guys are free agents after this year. We'll, we'll still be fine. We'll, we'll re-sign a few. We got some guys. It'll all work out. But you got to maximize this. Um, but, yeah, so I got a few names. So, first name that comes to mind, he's actually the all, um, Josh Bell. He was actually an all-star snub, I believe. Um, he's a first baseman for the Nationals. He's He's been a guy I think I've drafted on my fantasy baseball league each of the past maybe four years. Just like he, this is going to be his breakout. This be his breakout. And he's been, you know, this year has kind of been a mini breakout for him. He, uh, let me look where he's at. So he has 12 home runs on the year. 
He has an OPS of 867, which is well above league average. Um, and that's just like I said, we need power. And that's a big bat, not really a defensive guy. And it'd be interesting what we do with Hosmer and Boyd if we get him. But Josh Bell, see, continuing on, outfield help is needed. So a few names are Ramon Laureano. He's uh, with Oakland. He actually got popped uh, for doing some steroids last year. So but to carry some baggage there, but he's having a good year this year. He plays with ridiculous passion. And I think that fire and passion would be really good for this team. I mean, the athletics are a train wreck. And there's clips every day of him you know, firing the team up. He'll hit the wall, like misses plays. But he doesn't do it where it's like an annoying head case kind of thing. It's, you know, it's clear passion. So that's an outfielder on a team that's going nowhere. So I can see us making a move on him. And then another, another two names. Andrew Benatendi is an all-star for the Royals this year. He's a left. People like him, and I could see that happening. The issue with him is he's another guy who hits singles. He's hitting 315, I think, but not a power guy. So that's a move that could happen. That wouldn't really excite me much, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll bring some power. But the main name that I would love and be thrilled about would be an Ian Happ. So Ian Happ is a center fielder for the Cubs, and he's he, he's a stud. He's you know I think he's coming up on arbitration, only maybe got a year or two left of his contract. And the Cubs, yeah, they're they're a terrible team as well. So that'd be a great addition to the outfield. So it's kind of a theme here: it's get us some power or get us in some outfield help offensively. So Josh Bell, Ian Happ, Andrew Benintendi, Ramon Laureano, give me any of those four names, and I think that'll be huge for this team. Excellent. Well, Fletcher, yeah. as always, this is a comprehensive, in-depth analysis <laughs> of the pods, and we are excited about the pods. And I'm glad we waited like a week to do this because at least we're on the upswing here and we got some optimism. Now, yeah. you know, at the end of the podcast, I let you do a summation. It's an open mic. Whatever you want to say about the Padres is fair game or anything, or baseball for that matter. So have at it. Fletcher Christian Gates, yeah. talk to me in summation. Yeah, well, in summation, I think, first off, my Padre feeling, they're very – it's a bit lukewarm. I don't know if it's the right way to explain it, but I think that'll sum it up. I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic, but also plenty of reason to be these are going to be a very big two, two, three weeks to see what AJ Preller does with the trade deadline. I have a lot of confidence in him um, to make things happen. But having said that, and I gave you those four names, I do not want to trade our top four or five prospects, any of them, for these guys. So I'm going to hope he uh, he stays, you know, stays, stays mature. Or I'm blanking on the word. Just stays disciplined is the word I'm going for. Disciplined when he makes these moves. But – they said Bob Melvin just got to keep on track. We'll get some Tatis news, I think, later today. But every, all signs are pointing to full go and swinging. It'll start taking some live BP. That's exciting. Um, but last thing I want to say, Jim, is I joined a uh, I joined a softball league out here in San Diego. We had our first game last night and went and won the game four four to three. You know, I drove in a run, scored a run. So maybe if the Padres need some help, they could uh, give me a call as well because. You know, that I'm all for it because I can bring some power to that lineup, Jim, and, I, and I'm available <laughs> and, I, and I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I'll take the 500K minimum salary. That's fine. 
Well, I uh, I think you're on their radar screen. I heard that they were scouting your softball game last night. There were uh, some some people in the crowd. They, uh, you know, they had sunglasses on. It was a night game, but there were sunglasses, you know, hiding their emotions. And yeah, I think they're there for me. So very good. <laughs> All right, Fletcher Christian Gange, thank you so much. And you know, we'll be talking to you in the next go, probably after the All Star break. Yeah, let's do it. I think uh, that week uh, deadline is the last week of July, so there should be a lot of news things happening. So I assume uh, we'll have some some things to discuss next time we uh, we hop on hop on the pod. But thanks for having me, Jim. Right. Fun as always. All right, thank you, uh, thank you, Christian, and take care. Yes, sir. You as well. Have a good one.